Hello and welcome to Alpha Health and Wellness Radio. I am your host, Dr. Haley Schaff, where I'm here to empower you to become the alpha of your health. All right, you guys, welcome back to the show. I'm so excited to have you here because this week we have another amazing guest where we had a truly incredible conversation and I cannot wait for you guys to hear it. It's It was incredible and it was something that you're going to get so much value out of and I'm just so excited for it. So, um, but before I get into that, I want to just quickly talk real quick about today's sponsor. Today's sponsor is Primally Pure. They are an amazing company who are making amazing products and products that we personally use. My favorite is their deodorant, their charcoal deodorant. Deodorant is something that if you're going to make one clean product swap, I highly recommend making it a deodorant because it's something that you use every day. And it's also something that you're putting in a place where the majority of our lymph nodes in our body reside. So making sure that you're having a clean deodorant is very, very important in my opinion. And I love their deodorant. I use it every day. And Nick has actually started to use it. And for Nick, it's been very hard for us to find him a deodorant that performs and obviously is clean because it's either kind of one or the other, especially with men. But he has been using this now for over a month and he loves it. And he doesn't smell. He really enjoys it. And so it's something that we both use. We both use the same deodorant, very clean ingredients. That's what I love about a lot of their products is that it's all clean ingredients. Most of the stuff is honestly things that you could eat. I love their face masks. Their clarifying mask is so good and it's so helpful with like my acne scars. Their plumping mask is so beautiful. It's got like a retinol alternative, which is Bakuchiol, which I love in some of like the anti-aging skincare from Beauty Counter that I use. And um, I love it. It's, it's very hydrating. And again, it's all things that you could eat. It's like honey, essential oils, herbs, all in a mask that feels luxurious and is just like the perfect thing that you could use for your little at-home self-care spa night that I absolutely love. So you can go ahead and check them out. You can use code Haley at checkout for a discount. And I want to tell you quick before I show today's interview, I want to tell you a little bit about um, who I'm interviewing. So I cannot wait to show you our conversation today with Meg Kilcup. She's amazing. She's a conventionally trained pharmacist and really has just kind of opened her eyes and really, really has kind of taken a little bit of a different path and really teaches so much about medical freedom and informed consent and all of these amazing things that honestly are quite lacking in our healthcare system. And she just is such a bright light when it comes to things like that and is such a powerful and beautiful voice with all of that and really giving people so much information that they can go use to then therefore make informed decisions decisions that they feel good about making. So without further ado, I'm getting into today's conversation. You guys are going to love it. I cannot wait to hear what you think. All right, you guys. Well, welcome back to the show. I am so excited to get to today's guest. She is amazing. Meg, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. And so you have been someone who's really motivated me to, to, to take my voice and share a lot of things that now I've started sharing because they're things that you share. And I I want you to really kind of talk to the people about that today. And I want you to kind of start with your background and, and where your training was and kind of how that's transitioned and evolved over the years. Sure. 
So um, I'm Meg, yes, and I'm a pharmacist. I've been one for now um, 11 years, been in healthcare for 11 years, and um, I've, I'm actually not your quote normal pharmacist. I don't work and have never worked in a pharmacy, but I've worked with um, hospital systems, with clinics on uh, medication error, um, with all sorts of things that go wrong actually in the system and try to improve it. And, you know, things like overuse of antibiotics. And, you know, it's honestly because of my career in pharmacy that I've had that macro and micro view at the healthcare system where you can see, okay, wow, there's a lot of good that comes out of here. You know, there are lives that are saved and there are, you know, like my cam- my family uses healthcare and we are thankful for it, right? Like mm-hmm. my son just got stitches a uh, week ago. So, you know, there's, there's a variety of reasons that I am thankful for the healthcare system. But at the same time, um, there really can be a lot of, a lot of damage that comes out of it. And I have seen, you know, a lot of things that quite frankly are really shocking to me, um, uh, biases at play, agencies at play. Um, what I've kind of grown to realize is that it's really not as straightforward as like, just follow the evidence. Um, because evidence can be biased and evidence is literally always changing. And there's also a lot of, you know, like funding that fuels into what evidence is published and then what is recommended as gold standard. Um, And I think the other thing that I've kind of realized over the years is that even if the evidence was, even if there was no greed, no corruption, like pretend big pharma had a history of, um, that was perfect. (laughs) And they never lied. (laughs) Um, Still at that evidence is literally always changing. And so what's kind of getting to me, um, I think what you're speaking to, what I'm speaking about on social media in today's times is the idea of mandating um, medicine upon people, um, or biologics. And I think that's just something that I've grown to find my, find my voice in because it really doesn't make any sense to me to, um, take a a medicine or a biologic product and force it upon, um, an individual knowing there can be risk and knowing that the creator of that product, um, might have a history of fraud. (laughs) So, you know, those are, there's a few thoughts, a quick recap of my history and kind of why I'm choosing to speak up now um, so that people can have a choice to accept or decline, you know, um, whatever product is being recommended as the answer or the mandate. Totally. And is this something that you feel like you always were interested in? Were you always kind of interested Mm -hmm. in, because I know you talk so much about nutrition and just, you live such non-toxic life. I mean, you guys are totally good at a house and are really making like your own non-toxic oasis, like in the beautiful Mm -hmm. woods. And like, has that always been something that you're interested in or throughout your career? Is that something that you kind of have evolved along the way? Right. Um, You know, I've, Personally, I've always been into like health and nutrition and movement. We, my husband and I did triathlons, like all sorts of things like that. Um, So that's always been part of me. But at the same time, um, when it comes to healthcare, I have not always been like this. Like I um, remember even thinking in my training, like I would have questions and then I would be like, well, you know, if the CDC recommends it, then must be true. Like I kind of just like almost separated it out. Like, well, this is, you know, foundation is nutrition and movement and all that. But then at the same time, if someone has high blood pressure, then they need to take the first line treatment, which is, you know, whatever 
whatever it is at that given time, right? That's always changing. And so I kind of um, was like, over time realizing how it wasn't resonating. I was like, wow, I'm like really not aligning with this. Like I believe in a more holistic lifestyle, but why aren't we treating patients like this? Why can't we rather than like treat a symptom with a drug um, as our first line of defense, why can't we like take a step back and understand why people are experiencing the symptoms they're experiencing, right? Um, And so I think it's kind of both. I think in one way, I've always been like this, but at the same time, I, I'm also like, I've always been a really good rule follower. <laughs> and so when I'm, you know, as when you receive your training, it's kind of just like, for me, it was a lot of learning and memorizing and like, this is just what you do. Right. And this is, these are the rules you follow and these who you, here's who you trust and here's who here you believe. And that is what it was. And if you go against it, then like you're kind of labeled. And so I eventually hit a point in my career when I started asking questions and to my colleagues, very amazing, smart people that I work with. And people are just baffled by my questions. I'm like, this is actually like a crazy question. I'm just like, I'm actually literally asking you because I want to know what you think. But you know, then all of a sudden you get a label and Um, that gave me even more of a red flag because in my medication safety training, I learned that, you know, every question is safe and science is constant discovery. And the second that we as people or we as organizations start labeling, shaming, um, you know, silencing people that, that to me was like, okay, something is not right. Um, right now, if we can literally, you know, require, you know, maybe children to receive all these vaccines at once, but we haven't studied them together, but I can't ask that question. Like that is a red flag to me. Um, and I think for me, it, it helped me to find my voice because I thought, okay, if I can't ask these questions and I'm in healthcare and I work with these people, like who is, and who's talking about this. And, you know, I, I feel really passionately too, that, you know, and like you mentioned, informed consent recently when we were chatting, um, I'm really not here to tell anyone what to do um, or to say, yes, to live holistically, live that, you know, do this or to use integrative medicine, do this or follow this recommendation of conventional medicine. I am just here advocating for informed consent, right? Like where people can truly understand, okay, here is, here are the pros of this pharmaceutical and here are the cons. But I don't think we really, we really get that. Um, and when it gets to the point of law, like my mind is actually blown, <laughs> which is why um, I'm here talking with people like you, because I think I'm not alone in that. Oh, no way. And it's, what's crazy is that people aren't asking questions like that. You know, they're, we're not asking questions on, are these things studied together or what can like just anything, like, are there negative side effects from it? You know, looking at right. the package inserts on things, which, right. you know, when it comes to, you know, the vac- the COVID vaccine that's coming out, yeah. you know, people right. are baffled that the aborted fetal cells and aluminum and stuff are in it. And if you look at pretty much a lot of different ones, they're in right. it. I'm not saying, neither of us are saying they're like vaccines are evil and you shouldn't get them. But I just think, like you said, it's, we just need to be an informed consumer. If we're caring about what right. you know, we should care about what's in our food, what's in our right. personal care products. We should be asking questions about everything. And I just, do you feel like in school, you, like nobody really questioned, you were just, like you said, given the information, this is kind of, you know, quote unquote Bible, this is what you should right. 
totally go by and was there yeah. open discussion on anything like that no <laughs> I mean we barely even covered topics like vaccines and pharmacy I mean I remember I had memorized the schedule and we learned how to give them mm-hmm. um and yeah I mean no <laughs> definitely not discussion um and I think what you I just want to comment on what you were getting that there about the COVID shot um that I just think is so fascinating that I was thinking through this the other day about how um the drug companies are saying now that it's safe and effective. Um, And I think what's interesting about the word safe is that the drug companies get to decide what the safety parameters are. So that, so there's that. And then also, you know, what they're comparing their, their vaccine against, Um, is it a placebo or not? And I think even if they were not comparing, even if they were comparing it to placebo, what are the parameters? And I think what's interesting, especially with this first generation vaccine, is that um, we aren't looking at what are the long-term effects of, is it, could it cause cancer? What are the impacts on infertility? What are the impacts on a fetus? These things are not tested for with these products. And it's something that I, whenever people, you know, like, get angry with me or ask me questions. They're like, show me your science. I'm like, honestly, that is my problem. Like we need more science on these. If we are going to use these words safe, (laughs) because I mean, if I have my child and I'm given, you know, the option like to take this biologic or not, I don't want to know just whether or not it can cause headaches or seizures, or if it creates an antibody response. I want to know like, big picture, like what's going on? What are the long-term ramifications of this product? And that's something that I've learned as a pharmacist is you can have a drug that's been on the market for years. um, And then all of a sudden enough science, enough evidence has come around to show, okay, it looks like this drug can actually cause like fatal heart attacks or, you know, tendon rupture, for example, with an antibiotic. That's like, that wasn't listed on the package insert years ago when it first came out, but it is now because we now know. Right. Cause so, it's went through the population and <laughs> yes. And that's why I always tell people like, even if you aren't in the clinical trial, the very first clinical trial that's comprised of 100 or 1000 people, you are part of the clinical trial. Like you're probably, you know, if a drug's been on the market for 30 years, you're going to have, there's gonna be a lot more data to stand on, but especially a first generation product that is now going to go through the population, kids, adults, elderly, right? Like there's so much we don't know. And so for someone to say, look at the science, I'm like, okay, well, the people running these tests are the drug companies also. And, you know, (laughs) I am, I'm thankful that we have pharmaceuticals because they are needed in certain situations. And so, yes, I don't just think like all pharma needs to like die, right? Like I am done. That's not my, my mantra. However, if you look at pharma, they have a very strong track record of fraud and of lying and putting profit before people. So I'm like, so we're taking a product coming from drug companies that have a history of fraud and we're trusting them with our body with safety parameters that I don't agree with. And then not only that, we're mandating it. Like I just, you know, and I don't know if it's going to be mandated. Nobody knows, but obviously there's a lot of talk um, of that, which is why I'm talking about it, which is why we're talking today. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but I just think that's it literally it just it, it's so confusing to me that they can take companies that are that, that have that history and 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 push it on a population um, totally and and when you were saying like the the funding and or even if you go to PubMed and you look up studies and you know they always say well you know there's not as enough enough research and you know whatever holistic integrative thing well like you had kind of said about the funding right there's no funding for that but if there if there's a drug comp, drug company making millions and billions of dollars there's plenty of right. funding for them to get their studies and to push them on and for people to say they're totally fine and they're safe talk a little right. bit you know what the placebo is that they're using for uh, the supposed COVID vaccine. I know that it, at first I heard that it wasn't a true placebo. I heard that it was vitamin C. I don't know if it's right. Like that, if it's changed. I think it's varied in a lot of the different trials. Um, I think, um, honestly, I haven't, I couldn't speak with clarity on which is which. Um, I think in different trials, they're comparing it to another vaccine. Like I, I think a lot of us read in one of the trials that a person in the placebo arm died. Um, oh. And that's because it's not, it wasn't saline, right? Because if it's saline, you're not going to, it's not going to do anything. <laughs> right. So, right. so, and I think the reason that, that my guess that they're doing that is because if you, so in many vaccine um, trials, historically, they compare it to um, like, the vaccine compared to saline like with aluminum in it. And the reason that I would guess that they do that is because aluminum can cause plenty of adverse effects. So aluminum is a known neurotoxin and um, you know can cause all sorts of issues. And so if you're comparing it to a product that can cause the same issues, then you're going to wash out any sort of negative outcomes in your data. It's just a way that the data can be manipulated. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's just there's we could probably go on and on about all the different ways that they're I mean, there's there's something on the line for these drug companies, right? Um, with this vaccine. Oh, oh totally. So and you know, I remember in April when we started talking about this and COVID was so new, I'm like, wow, we're literally already here. Like this is already, you know, all the vac all the drug companies were gearing up, like everything. And it's just like no one was talking about how can we actually just like boost our immune system or how can we look at who's vulnerable and think about let's prevent that. Like, yes, right. some people who are vulnerable, they can, there's nothing they could do per se. Right. But a lot of people can. Right. And so you let's kind of talk that. about that because that's something that's I've, I've, we've both been trying to like preach about it. And like at this point, there's plenty of data, vitamin D, metabolic health, like huge right. cause obesity, all these right. things. Like, right. nobody's talking about it. They're just, wait, we're waiting for a vaccine. And yeah, we're busy. We're ever too busy shaming everyone for not doing what we think is the right thing. Yep. Um, and, you know, waiting on this vaccine. And I think you're right. I think that what if we funneled all this energy into like actually educating and empowering people what to do to be healthier this with their life and this fall, like, even simple tips on like appropriate dosing of vitamin D here, like here's what to take D3K2, vitamin C, minimizing sugar, right? Like little things, like I don't think so many people realize what they eat actually directly impacts their immune system. So even gut health, like, I mean, 
I laugh because I mean, you don't see like gut health headlines on the uh, news, right? No. But our immune system resides in our gut. And so when we are bombarding our bodies all day with processed food, with so much sugar, with sanitizers, we're literally just creating a leaky gut. We're dampening our immune system. And then we can't even fight COVID. Whether or not you get the shot or not, you're making yourself less likely to do well when you happen to run across that pathogen or any pathogen, right? Right. Like this is, we're just spotlighting one pathogen, but that it goes along with anything. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I think there, there's so many things and we're definitely, it's like you, all you hear about is, you know, the mask and we don't really need to go there. (laughs) Um, but my point is, is like, that's like this one thing that, I mean, I, there's probably billions of headlines on that. Right. But we're not talking about what people are actually putting in their mouth that that actually is going to impact whether or not they are creating a strong terrain to fight any pathogen. So exactly. And that's, that's just, I think what's just been the most frustrating for me is like, okay, you know, in the beginning, we didn't know how bad this was going to be. I kept reading the data. I kept being like, right. Kind of like a watch and wait, none of us knew. But as we started to learn, it just makes it, it, there's always going to be a super bug that continues to come out. If it's not this, it like, it would have just been a bad flu season, or if it's not a right. bad flu, it, it's going to be something else. And there's right. always going to be things. And you know what, by, I don't know if, uh, I don't know what you think about this, but I was listening to a podcast yesterday and it was two practitioners and they were talking about, okay, it's, you know, COVID came, like what came out a quote unquote a year ago this is going to be kind of its second kind of like time through. It's going to be weaker. It's not going to be as bad as the media is saying. And then by next winter, it's kind of going to be like just integrated into everything. And but what they're right. going to say though, is that by the time the vaccine rolls out as it's already trending downward, that right. cases and deaths are already going down, but it was already in that trend, which I'm pretty sure in history of vaccines, that's kind of what had happened when all vaccines were rolled out. That's <laughs> yeah. always trending downwards. You know, yeah. like it kind of just was working its way out of the population. And I think that when right. we read that, it's, it's all about, okay, how do you make yourself the strongest and healthiest that you can for whatever rolls around next? Because if it's not this, it might be a chronic disease or right. you know, whatever, it, whatever it might be. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, I think that unfortunately I don't, I'm not, I'm actually an optimist and I prefer um, a positive outlook. So I don't want to, um, you know, override that, but like data can be manipulated and it is. And so, you know, there, we just have to be, I just was thinking about that as the winter goes on, as this vaccine rolls out, like there's, there's going to be a story that is going to be told and data can be manipulated in any way, um, (laughs) that people want it to be to tell the story that they want to tell. But I think you're right. Historically, that's happened. And if you read Dissolving Illusions, they, you know, show like the, the graph of um, when, you know, where the viruses were, the pathogens were, and then when the vaccine was distributed. And it's really eye opening when you look at that um, situation. So, yeah, it will be very interesting. And I think you're right. No one's talking like big picture about like Americans health, like the people that are most likely to um, not do well with this just are not metabolically well. And in America, that's just how it is. That's what we know about our health. And so it could have been like this beautiful point in history where, and I know Zach Bush has talked about this, where it's like, wow, this is like a warning scientist. Like, hey, look, our health matters. When these pathogens 
appear, no matter how they appear, whether, you know, they're lab made, natural, whatever is happening out in the universe, it's creating these pathogens. If it could be a reminder to us that like our health matters when it comes to fighting these, these bugs. And so, but rather than that, it's just like, okay, what do we need to do? We need to create more pharmaceuticals and we're going to mandate them. And then we're going to isolate and then it's going to be two weeks and then one year and is it two years nobody knows right and so rather than I feel like taking a step back and actually thinking to the root cause like okay why are people like what's going on how can we support these people (laughs) um we're then applying more treatments um and and now it's like this first generation was not a treatment it's technically called a prevention I don't know what you would call it biologic (laughs) um I really wouldn't call it prevention, but, um, yeah, that we don't even know the ramifications to the human. Like we don't know what an MRNA vaccine will do to humanity. We just don't. Cause there's and never so, been one. Right. Yeah. So, but we do know what eating real food does and getting your vitamin D and maybe taking vitamin C, whatever, like bio individual medicine, um, applying that and applying just the simple foundational things we know to be true grounding, like all the things we can do to create not just a strong immune system, but like a strong body. Yeah. You know? And a lot of that stuff is free, like getting out yes. and getting exercise is free, you know, totally. going mm-hmm. and like, I mean, it's snowing here right now, so I'm not going to go put my bare feet on the, the ground, but I'll touch a tree. Like that's free. <laughs> You know, yeah. like all of those things are free. Eating healthy is, that's like my medicine. Like I, all my herbs and all that stuff, that's just what's in my medicine cabinet, but I don't need yes. other stuff. And, and heaven forbid, if I ever did, I'm very happy, like you said, that we do have like healthcare and that I'd have access to healthcare. If, you know, I break my leg Something or get a car accident totally. or I need stitches, I'm going to go get that. But yes. Otherwise... I do a lot of what I need at home. And so can, let's talk about that for a little bit. Like what is your family personally doing? This is not medical advice. This is just what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you yes. guys doing to kind of like prepare? Cause I know you've got kiddos. Um, mm-hmm. what, what do you guys do to create kind of your strong terrain? Sure. Um, well, we're in a bit of a unique situation since we don't have a functioning kitchen right now. <laughs> um, but generally in our, um, you know, in our life, we just, I try my best to fuel our family with real food when we can. I definitely don't take it to the point of extreme because, you know, we have kids and we just, you know, cheers to people that can feed their kids purely real food, (laughs) but um, maybe I'll get there someday. But yes, we do incorporate some types of processed food into our life, but there's different types of processed food actually. Um, So you could eat um, a granola bar that's processed, that's made with clean ingredients. And you can eat one that's made of like, sugar and like pure sugar and junk. Right. Right. So anyways, my point is that, um, you know, it's, we have a variety of foods that we eat, but we really focus on like nourishing smoothies and real foods. And we try to make it fun. And I get my kids involved. We actually, you know, supplement them with a variety of things too: vitamin D vitamin C. Um, we have a ginger and turmeric, um, tincture that we use. Um, uh, come on. Yeah. So we, um, have a variety of things that we use to kind of fuel our kids well. But the other thing for me is just getting our kids out in nature and like not keeping them, you know, inside. I think movement is a big part of health. I think curiosity is a big part of health. Um, we adventure a lot. We try to connect with nature a lot. Um, we're still connecting with friends. 
So yeah, there's, there's so many things I think that to focus just on food is, I mean, food is huge. And I think that um, I'm always talking about food as medicine. Um, but I think there's also just so much more when it comes to health as a family. Um, another thing that I'm doing for my family is I'm trying to keep it as like low stress as possible. So stress dampens our immune system, um, anxiety, stress and anxiety that really impacts children and impacts adults, um, in so many ways. And so I'm trying to not let the 2020 world, like impact them more than it has to, you know, like mm -hmm. sometimes they go to the store with me and yeah, it impacts them, but you know, we are just trying to live our life. Like we've been traveling, we've been hiking, um, we're staying connected with community. So so That's yeah, so important. Like I, especially like you said, it's not just the food it's, it's, are you connecting with people? Are you connecting with nature? Because we are beings that live, we evolved with nature. So that is yes. I, for me, that is like one of the best things that I'll do for medicine is just get outside, get out in the woods if I can. And yes, I love that you guys do that. Cause you're in the Pacific Northwest. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we're up in Washington. It's gorgeous. We get out in the woods and we hike. Um, I remember uh, Dr. Rashidin saying you can like, you know, rub the ferns on your hands and on your faces and like the microbiome of the forest literally can strengthen ours. Yeah. And I just think that's so beautiful. And I think, you know, our microbiome is literally being attacked in 2020 with all of the sanitizers. Like, I mean, every pen that I use to sign in public, I swear is like, sprayed with something, you know, I know and you got to so, put it in a clean cup so they can spray yes. it down. And I'm just like, what happened to sharing of any type of germ? Yeah. I think there's going to be some psychological ramifications of all that, but, um, yeah, I'm just trying to get my, keep my kids like out in the dirt and, yep. you know, growing, um, just like, like kids should, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's awesome. No. And I love that. And that's, it's, it's the same message here. And I think that, I think that that's what, just what people need to understand is that it's, it's not what you're hearing on the news, but it's just as important. Um, right. And I kind of want to just wrap things up, tell people a little bit about like what you're doing now, what your life looks like now, where they can find you, how they can sure. like, hear all of your awesome posts and listen to all of your stories. Cause I mean, <laughs> it is like a, an extreme wealth of knowledge. Oh, thanks. It's so fun to get to actually talk with you. We've been, I feel like, Insta friends for a while I know, now, so I know. It's so fun. I feel like we could talk all day, but um, you guys can find me. Um, I do have a website, awholehealthlife.com, and I'm on Instagram at awholehealthlife. Um, and, you know, I am just really, I just got my integrative health practitioner certification, and so I'm really moving into the space of just serving people and empowering them to create their health, to heal naturally and holistically when they can and what that looks like. And I share, you know, why I'm passionate about that and why I'm passionate about health freedom. Um, like what you and I shared today, mm -hmm. it's just the tip of the iceberg, I think for both of us. Right. So, yeah. um, yeah, it's so fun to get to talk to you and then to connect with people, you know, in the social media community and, and so forth. So Totally. Totally. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time. This is going to be great. People are going to get tons of value out of this. So definitely go follow her, check her out. Thank you, Meg. You are amazing. Thank you, Haley. Thanks again. All right. Well, I told you guys, I knew that was going to be amazing. And I hope that you thought it was amazing as I thought it was. I got, I always get so much knowledge and just so much positivity and 
information whenever I'm talking to her or looking at her social media. She always puts so much great information out. So please go. If you got value out of this, please go check her out. She, she has tons of amazing resources and stuff on her social media, a whole health life. She's amazing. So thankful for our friendship. So thankful for Instagram and that it was able to connect us and bring us together and now make us friends. It's, it's amazing. So let me know what you guys thought of today's episode. I'm super happy that you were here listening to it. If you enjoyed it, please help us out. Give us a review. Even if you just rate five stars, if you write a review, that's even better. Uh, Just to help kind of boost our podcast and make it so that it's easier for people to find and easier for this information to, to be out there for other people. So thank you in advance for any of the reviews and all of that. It's so, so, so is appreciated or sharing it on your social media, tagging a friend, sharing it with a friend. So appreciated. Well, that is all for today's episode. I will see you guys next week. Lead yourself to better health.